The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it had a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. This is No Curse Zim Hude checking in live with y'all back in town off that big win. We got the win. How you doing, Ace? I'm doing good, bro. As you guys can probably hear, excuse my voice. We were at PBS in the flesh going hard. So my voice is still not recovered from that game. Uh, we, we up right now. We up. For me, I mean, my voice actually wasn't as bad as I thought. I was really concentrated and focused for a lot of the games, so I saved a lot of energy. But for the most part, I was in the same boat as you yesterday. So I'm I'm happy I just got back. I was stranded out there and everything like that. So so it's lit, though. I had a great time, man. Awesome. Uh, tell the people about your experience. If you guys haven't seen uh, the Bengals won, tell everybody about your, your time in Cincy, and I'm going to tell you about mine. Yeah, I think the time in Cincy um, was just a dope experience. You know, I ended up flying in, I think, like Friday night, but it was late, so I wasn't able um, to make the big event that that was going on Friday night. Uh, but it was dope because as soon as I got into the airport, the funniest thing happened. Me and my uh, wife and my kids went to the restroom, and we came out, and my wife was like, there's somebody wearing Zim's shirt. So it was dope seeing people rep a whole lot of orange. It was dope coming in with the Trace Amigo stuff on and people repping me and you with uh, that stuff. So that was dope to see like a lot of people just running up to me and some of them knew who I was and then some of them didn't know, but they knew what the design was. And I was like, I bet they didn't even realize that it was, that it was me. So that was a dope experience, a humbling experience. I truly appreciate that. And then just being back in the city that I grew up in, it was just like a full circle moment for me, just seeing how, 
uh, great the city of Cincinnati, um, the, just the status of them right now, like the whole energy and everything was just on fire. So it was great to be back. And it just was a full circle moment, I feel like, for me. And this was a game that I didn't want to miss. And that was a culmination, I feel like, of everything we kind of talked about starting, you know, pre-draft and all of that. This is what the goal was to get in here, to start the Joey B era. And I feel like that experience was dope. Obviously, at the game, you know, I just personally had to step it up and made sure that everybody was standing, yelling, doing everything that they could on defense. And then when we were on offense, trying to get everybody to quiet down so that everything could go right. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. Like, you guys did not hear much from me that night. And that is because after that Tyler Boyd touchdown on the Joey B scramble, I went crazy with fans that were in my section. And the next thing I know is, like, a couple plays after that, I tried to pull out my phone to do something, and I'm like, my phone is completely destroyed. The screen wouldn't cut on whatsoever. So I was slightly upset about that, right? But it couldn't take away from the moment. And if there was a way for me to break my phone, that's the best way to break my phone or my screen. So for me, um, that just spoke to the energy that we had the whole night. And then just watching Joey B come out, watching the energy on the sidelines, watching Chase dominate, and just being you know, in that, in that first level like you were in Zim, and being able to just see it up close and personal and take in the whole experience. And I just was in the mindset of no matter what was going on from the beginning to the end, like you kind of had some of those cynical Bengal fans like making comments. And I'm like, nah, we winning this. Like I'm not even going to put that in the air or keep that energy in there. We're winning this game no matter what. And so, you know, to win it that way with Pratt and to just be in the stadium, I'm sitting there talking to a security guard. The security guard is like, I'm a Bengals fan. He was like, I don't care. He was like, they tried to send us down here 10 minutes before to keep you guys from rushing the field. But he was like, I don't care. He was like, they told me I had to wear this blue vest with this on. And he unzipped it. And he had a Joey B jersey up underneath. And he was like, look, bro, I'm a Bengals fan. And he was like, if y'all start on the field, he was like, it's all good. Because he was like, I'm here for the for the Hude people and not, not here for this job. And so that was a dope conversation I had. And just when it happened, bro, when prayer happened, like the stadium just went nuts, everything. My wife was there with me. She was able to take it in and she essentially like started. She's not really into football. Right. So the whole game, for the most part, she was sitting down. And once it got to the end, she started getting excited. She started seeing how I could be into this team. And by the end, she was up saying who they. That's the first time my wife has ever said who they before because she's from Detroit. She doesn't want to get this on. But she became a part of Houday Nation. She picked up the flyers. We all celebrated. And then you already know, me and you turned up that night. Um, so it was just great energy in the city. It was a great experience. It's something that I'll never forget. And I know that we're not done yet. Like, I'm geeking over that, right? But, like, it's over. And I remember specifically saying uh, earlier in the game, and I'm going to let Zim talk because I've been talking for too long. But earlier in the game, I was making a joke in the section to one of the security guards and it was when Joey beat through his first touchdown. And I looked at him and I said, he's now tied with Andy Dalton for playoff touchdowns already. <laughs> so um, we just <laughs> talked about Joey B and everything. It was just tapped in with the city, bro. So I appreciate everybody that came up to, came up to me and gave compliments on the shirt. I know I didn't make the tailgate that I had so many things going on, but I'm a definitely, be turning up with y'all, and I'm going to definitely back, be back in the city more frequently for sure. 
Man, yeah, nah, I feel like everybody's gonna have some great stories. I was really adamant, I think, before we even had it. I was telling people, make sure that you all like I I think I told you this too. I said we're living in history. So make right. sure the snapshot, I mean not the snapshot, but the snapshot of you on this day, you know, 115, 2022, you 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 get you some good pictures because it's really part of history and I think a couple people had told me, like, man, I seen you on a Jumbotron and stuff like that. And there's one dude sent me yeah. a picture or something, <laughs> some stuff. So, like, but just let me rewind for a second. I come into town or whatever, everything's straight. I come straight into, I actually had enough time. I caught an earlier flight, go straight to the, um, uh, what's the name of that bar? Holy Grail. So I go to Holy Grail, everybody out there, Bengals Gym, Tony the Tiger, my James Rapine's hosting it, uh, Yaz is there, everybody's there. Uh, Bengals Whitney, Bengals Captain, every I, but more importantly, I know that everybody knows all those people. But from the second that I walked in that door, I never got a chance to walk like anywhere because everybody shows so much love, and I was really, really appreciative of that. And I think my wife, she's been to with me to Bengals games before, but I think because this year has been so crazy for us, especially, I think it probably was. I don't know. I never asked her that. I don't know if it was different for. Her. But that's when I knew it hit me. Every like when I walked in, everybody had on um, uh, the, the 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 design I make with the Reaper. There could only be one. People, I took pictures with that. Uh, a whole lot of orange. It was a couple of Migos joints in there. Like as soon as I walked in, and that wasn't even our event. So we, I walk in, I do that, and I'm just taking pictures. Everybody, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to like up do james or whatever but they were trying to get me on the mic i didn't want to do that so i just let them do that but i was turning up i will tell you this i didn't pay for a whole entire drink i don't think the whole weekend and i damn sure ain't played for one for holy grail so shout out to that a, a guy I forgot his name escapes me he bought me a couple drinks he was like man you have saved me for so many games i was not able to watch it but i always caught you live and he was like really really happy he was damn near like almost like in tears he was like bro i cannot believe you're here it's so many people that was like that. So the Holy Grail was a huge success. That was crazy. We, um, you know, I get really, I'm really drunk. Then I wake up, you know, I get ready. A um, couple of things probably didn't happen the way I thought it would happen. But I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut all that stuff short. I went straight to the tailgate, turned up again, everybody there. I mean, there were kids there that told me they were like, Zim, you don't understand. Like, it's a cult at our school for you. And they like, bro, like everybody, like all of them made me take pictures. And everywhere I went, it was just like so much love. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, we do this show. And sometimes we look at like just pure views and stuff like that. But right. after just seeing this, I'm like, nah, like people, more people see this than what we think. Right, facts. And, and then I'm going to tell you another thing that happened. The people, like you said, that didn't know us or or at least know me at like the tailgate because everybody would be like taking pictures and stuff. It forced <laughs> them to be like, who is this guy or what are y'all doing? You know, whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure like in the comments, you're about to see so many people say, bro, like, yeah, he was there. He was lit. I was turned like every single way. <laughs> every right. time I could get um, got ready for the game. I wanted to make sure I caught everything. People I was around was super, super positive. It was no Raiders fans there at all. I, I, I really want to thank the people that was around me because I was like, man, I don't want to be about no, I don't want to be next to a bunch of people that's on that old bangle stuff. And I got to hand it to my wife. You said your wife would sit down. She, my wife never sat down. 
She mm-hmm. stood the whole game, and and that's different because normally she goes to our game and reads a book, right? But the energy was just too high, like it was right. just too high. And the people that are around me, like we were like, there's a guy named Chad that I met. He was we were talking about all the players and different things like that. And I, I the great thing about it is like he was pointing out, like, man, look, they gotta stop this. It was like we were we were so concentrated on winning, which right. is different than the pessimistic person that's like, oh, we're about to fail. Even on a winning drive, we're like, right. no, you got to stop this guy. You got to, you know, like, it, it, and that's the energy I want people to say is like, don't think about like what has happened in the past because today is today. And like, you know, like my whole message this whole time and we, and we can get into the game because I do want to recap some of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole message has always been this is that, these guys don't really know anything about whatever you're talking about. I talked to a lady, an older lady, like in Sachs. She doesn't really follow the Bengals that much. I had a great conversation with her. She was like, but you know, they always do this. And I was like, listen, that's what they want you to think. Bengals right. have been to the playoffs seven out of the last 13 years. And ain't too many, like like people like the Cowboys and stuff. Like, what has it been, like 26 years or something? But so, like there's a, there's a lot, of, lot of narratives that get pushed around. That people just pick and choose which one they want to run with. The Bengals, yeah, they didn't win a a playoff game, but they have had highly successful seasons more than 65, 70% of the National Football League. And the fact that people talk to me and say, why are you a Bengals fan? I always hit them back with, why would I not be? Like the other day I was talking to the dude, uh, it was uh, something about the Browns. I was like, where your AJ Green at? Where your where's your boomer assassin? Where's your Ken Anderson? He had to go back 56 years and tell me about Jim Brown. Like I got big players. I'm wearing an AJ Green. I got I got heroes that are living that are right now here, like 30 30 years old, still playing in the league. I got Hall of Famers just chilling outside playing in the snow in Geno Atkins. You know what I'm saying? So like don't talk to me like I ain't been here. So that's a big point that I I wanted to talk to everybody that even that was a casual or diehard. Y'all can talk all that stuff about the Bengals don't do this or don't do that. It all came down to this. This is my my favorite tweet that I think I had today. The, there was never a curse. I just let people keep on talking that stuff. There was never a curse. The only thing you were missing is number nine. And somebody in the comments was like, well, we had a number nine. No, 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 no. That's like not a number, number nine. nine. <laughs> that number nine quit on you. So, like, I don't have to hate. Carson or whatever like that. I don't have to feel no type of way, good, bad, whatever. If I saw him, I shake his hand, but he quit. The number nine that you got now, I want y'all to understand that the same way Pat Mahomes wakes up and his fans wake up every morning or a Tom Brady fan wakes up every morning, they think I'm going to the Super Bowl. And, And if I don't go to the Super Bowl, that's a problem. The day that Joe Burrow was drafted, automatically playoffs for me. But I right. know that my exactly. thoughts and the way that I talk mm-hmm. sometimes comes off real, like, aggressive sometimes. So if I would like, yeah, of course we're going to go to playoffs. But on this show, I said, hey, every single time that somebody asks me, every time I did a show, I said, we go to the playoffs with a guy like Joe Burrow, it's an automatic win. Like, the first yes. round, to me, that wasn't even a playoff game. But because I understand the 31 years and I understand everything like that, if you had number nine playing quarterback in any of that, any of that time, Video. you'd have been had a playoff <laughs> win. Like, go look at Andy Dalton's stats. We say that so many times on this show. Playoff stats. Love them all you want. His playoff stats, I would argue some of them regular season stats is Baker Mayfield, like where they're padded. 
a super comfortable performance. You you got a really good team. It did take it forward. We go to the draft, and what happens? Uh, they like, uh, let, let's go get Panay Sewell, right? Cool. Not a problem at all. But when you went with Dalton to the playoffs, which you had a top five line every single time. But, yeah, amazing, I go on the amazing internet. Amazing coaching staff. Amazing coaching staff. A legendary coaching staff. And you had a top five offensive line every single time, and you failed. And then I still wake up to people every day in my life telling me, yeah, well, well, I can't wait till they fix the line. When y'all going to wake up? This is happening. People are talking to me today about, like, what we going to do in the offseason. Hey, hey, we got a ball game we on Saturday to go to, to the AFC Championship. <laughs> Let's talk Forget about the, the game. I just, I just I was holding that in a little bit because I know sometimes I do say some stuff and people are like, you got to chill, you got to chill. I get it, you know, whatever. But to me, that wasn't say even, what we believe. That, that was say what we believe. On, on God. Anybody you can ask Ace, I didn't tell every I didn't sit on the show, everything. If Joe Burrow gets into the playoffs, like Pat Mahomes, that's an automatic dub. Aaron Rodgers, automatic dub. You're not like it's it, it could happen, but very rarely are you gonna lose in the first round of playoffs. And with Joe Burrow, you're going to playoffs every year. And if you think different, then you're not a fan of like you're not watching this. This dude went crazy even in a – this is a weak game for him, 250, right, 72%. I went and looked, his adjusted pass percentage in that game, if you take away the four drops, mm -hmm. I think two was T or whatever, 89%. You want to oh. tell me you don't want to put the ball in Joey B hands and, and I could cook? 89%. Show me a quarterback in the end. Show me a quarterback playing right now. You can talk to me about Josh Allen. You can talk to me about Pat Mahomes. I saw first quarter Pat Mahomes against the uh, uh, Steelers last night. He went Joe Burrow. You can talk to me about anything. If you wake up today feeling like you have doubt and you think that you don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're watching. This dude just threw 89%. Like if you take away the 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 right. the, the um the the, the drop the one, catches thinking, and all of that that and and then the um the the unsportsmanlike when they hit them or whatever like that. Right. I'm sorry, I went really long, but I had to I had to get that off my chest because I was on a plane just thinking like I don't think people still understand, and I think the only way I could show you is if the Bengals win a Super Bowl. But yeah. let's start talking about this game. What do you love about this game more than anything, or what do you want to express? Uh, about this game more than anything. I'm going to get right into that. It's some people that then, then showed us some love on Super Chat, so I'm going to go and answer these, and then I'll give it, get into my thoughts on the game. Vape Guy for $5 says, only six points in the second half and not touchdowns, but we still won. A miracle in Cincinnati. Who they? We got another one from Vape Guy again after that. This team is far more than just a playoff win. I agree completely. Six points in the second half won't cut it in Tennessee, but we will be great. Who they and beat the Titans. I don't think like the type you really think that this this team is only going to score six points in the second half. Nah, there's no way. Not with number nine. Not with the Migos. Uh, my man T.J. Patterson with a super chat of thirty one dollars for the thirty one years. Who they? Let's go. Appreciate, Appreciate that, you. T.J. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, you. Craig, the tech guy. T.J. Throw us another question. Just throw a question in the chat. I'm gonna answer it for you, my brother. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Uh, credit tech guy for three dollars says, Congrats, fellas. Who they? Uh, we got Iron Man with ten dollars for the culture. Mad appreciation for y'all, fam. I'm definitely at the next meetup to catch both of y'all. Much love, fam. Super Bowl or bust. Who they? That's the energy that we need up in there. 
that's what the standard that, is. That now that's a tall task. That all right. Now, now let me pump my brakes a little bit in this. We are <laughs> we are ahead of the uh you know ahead of the chains as far as like the the plan goes, right? But right. once you're here, it, it's like why not us? And, and you got to be thinking Super Bowl, but you got to take it one game at a time. So it's why not that's us it. like all the all day, and I get it. But at the same time, winning a Super Bowl is one of the hardest championships in all professional sports, in my Facts. opinion. Facts. So. But I want to temper it by saying that I I just think that when Aaron Rodgers fans or Packers are like they're thinking Super Bowl like like me winning that playoff game I just want I I, I wanted the game to go by and people enjoy yeah, it yeah yeah as I long think as yeah you're I get what you're saying this, we're, so we're, like we're, Super Bowl or bust for this season I I want I, I, I want I want to say that but for me if you look at the competition and what's in right. front of us and how open it is I wouldn't call right. it a bust because it's already a success yeah, of bust. It's right. a second, but I know he was just turned up, and I appreciate that, my guy. And, uh, but I, I just think, like, now that you're here, it's like let's let's look around. Who could be this? I don't have to beat everybody. You know, what I'm saying I don't have to beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and uh, uh, Matthew Stafford, and I don't nice. have to. I, I, just, I only have to beat one of those guys. So you know, nah, I'm wishing. I'm wishing. I'm gonna get through a couple of more of these, and then guys, we're gonna take a break from the super chats, get into the game, and then get back to them. Fabe guy says, and I think this is John from Kentucky. Me and my son watched the game from Riverfront, Priest, and Covington. Then we drove across the bridge after we won, honking the horn all night. Who they appreciate that, John? Uh, Zim and Ace. This is from HMWT. Y'all have gave me so much more confidence in this team. Burrow babies for life. We're going all the way. Yes, Sersky. Uh, we got socks here. Fun fact, Joe Burrow tied Andy Dalton in playoff TDs on the Bengals' first drive. That's facts. Uh, we got another one from Dislocation. Not going to lie, Hakeem Adenergy played well on the line. Playoffs are different than the regular game. Uh, was there. It was amazing. It for sure was amazing. So with that said, I got through all the Super Chats. Uh, from my perspective on the game, when this first started earlier in the week, everybody was talking about it's going to be – you know, tumultuous weather conditions. It's going to be crazy. We're going to have to run the ball and all of that. And I was glad to see by the time the end of the week turned around, we really had similar conditions to how it was uh, in the Chiefs game, essentially. So that let me know we were still going to be able to throw the ball, essentially, in that game. And the way that they came out and how they executed it with just going to Uno and just passing and, and marrying the pass with the run, I think really set the tone early. And I feel like this was a team that came out they knew they had to take care of business. They were able to do that. They played with energy. Joey B was on point all game. It's just like, and even when you look at him at the, at the end of the press conference, it's like, this is nothing. Like, this is Joey B. This is the man that won the Heisman and ran through the gauntlet. And the way this team, play, this team played with the energy, Tyler Boyd catching that touchdown, him celebrating up in there with the fans, the way that Zach made his – his decisions throughout the game, the way that they went and did their thing. And it seemed like from being there, the defense was playing well. And it just seemed like somehow the Raiders were able to get a guy open or somehow, and they would get something. And, you know, like I said, when Pratt made that interception at the end of the game, it was amazing. And I felt like there was another play with Mike Hilton where he probably could have had a pick too. And I just think that it was a team win. I don't think that, you know, one particular person, CJ Uzama, we talk about the why not up. He had a big game. Like, just everything that went into this 
the fans just being there, like how loud we were, like it was just a Cincinnati win uh, from my perspective. So I would love to get into some more X's and O's and all of that. But honestly, the energy I'm on is the energy that Joey B is on. It's like, yeah, we should have won this game. And we already looking at our next opponent. And when we talk about, I said, look at Andy Dalton's playoff stats, just so you know, I'm not a hater. Go look at Ryan Tannehill's playoff stats. Go look at them four games where he's two and two. And look how he only threw for a hundred and something yards last year in that playoff game. Um, and has really only averaged that for real in most of his playoff games, really like a hundred yards a game. And so my mind we, is, and we'll tell we put you, some, we put some pressure is, on him. This is what I wanted to happen. I wanted us to be in this position to where we're going to Tennessee this week because I feel like that's the best path for us to go to the Super Bowl. You might not have caught it. I feel like I caught it, and Zim, I might not have caught this the right way. But when you said I don't have to play Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and all of that, they got to take each other out on the other right. side of the bracket. Well, that was bad, Who right. I got to take out? Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking number nine all right. day with those. And then, so, and then, to I, me, and then I – now after that, all you gotta do is Pat or uh, uh Pat or or Josh, uh, one of them. Josh. It's not like it's right. like I think a lot of people be like they look at all this, and I'm like, nah, you just gotta be, you know, these guys. Right. So shout out to the staff, shout out to Zach. I mean, him going out to the city, hanging with the people, giving the fans game balls, bro. Like, yeah, like we all the way in on Zach. No Zach slander will be tolerated. No Jamar T Chase slander will be tolerated. No Joe Burrow <laughs> slander will be tolerated. No Migos, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins slander will be tolerated. No defensive slander will be tolerated. We in. But obviously the big thing that comes out of the game, I got to mention this, is we have the injuries at the end. So that is a potential cause for concern because you lost Larry Joby in the game. You lost Trey Hendrickson in the game. Obviously, you need those guys. But overall, you know, I think the Bengals did what they needed to do. And it was better that they exercised this demon in a game where it's like the Raiders are driving and they get down and everybody's like, all right, are they going to win or not? I'm glad that it happened this way because it just shows the difference right. between the old Bengals and this team. All right. Let me let me start off with my positives. But I do want to talk about that, though. Cause one of the things that remember when I kept on seeing when I when I finally did catch up with you right after the game, and my wife was like, "I thought you'd be more happy or people around me." I was super, you know, I'm turned anyway. Like I'm in the lobby, right. I'm. But watching that game, I don't know how I look on TV. I want to point out a couple of different things because I know Raiders fans. I hope one of them's in here. I want them to to hear a couple of different things. I'm gonna say. One thing that really bothered me is that game did not have to be that close. But, right. in, but in hindsight now, after the fact, I am glad that it was that close. And I am glad that they were like tested like that and the defense had to come up with a big stop like that because they're going to be asked to come up with a big stop just like that again coming up this Saturday. You know, so if we would have blown the doors off of them, maybe we would have might maybe not paid as much uh, to the to the details. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, I, I want to talk about the positives real quick. Again, Awuzie, not to be messed with. Cheeto. So so all of my Titans friends I've been talking to all week and everything like that, 
cool. I respect AJ Brown. I like my guy too. I, I got some guys that they don't tell you about a lot. I got the number one rated pro football focus corner, but they're not going to tell you about that, but you'll find out on Saturday. So you can get off or you could go check our stats because I know somebody was in here just talking some Titan stuff. You could look at whatever you want to look at, but I want you to run through the stat sheet and go show me a wide receiver that got off. The only one that got off was Devontae. Anybody else? Let me know. So before you, you know, that's the other thing about national narratives is that they're going to tell you about Joe Burrow and Amigos only, but the defense carried this team for a good part of this, this season. And I thought that was really important that they showed up. And I'm going to tell you another guy that a lot of Bengals fans today should be like, congratulating Jesse Bates balled out in that game. Ball out. Jesse Bates had a, that would tell me that was my, that was Jesse Bates best game of the season right there. Thanks. To me, uh, you know, like you talked about the injuries. I'm going to tell you one thing that does scare me. I think that the plan coming into it is to take away anything deep for Carr. And all day, I, I'm going to tell you, Carr, Carr was missing a lot of different things I saw open. And he wasn't processing that well. If you saw like a Pat Mahomes in that same type of game, Pat mm -hmm. Mahomes would have ate them alive. Good thing you weren't playing Pat Mahomes. We were playing uh, Derek Carr. But... I say that to say that when the injuries happen, even early, even before that, the one thing that the Bengals have done really, really good, they're the number four ranked run defense. And I don't know if the guy that was from the Titans is in the chat or whoever that was. I don't know if they told you that too. Nobody runs on us. It's only been two 100-yard rushes. It was Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb got all of that in a 75-yard run, and he ended with 113. So go check me out on that too. So – when we start talking about the run defense, one thing that I saw Saturday that I did not like is Josh Jacobs was super effective on the ground in that game. And that was the most effective a runner had looked on us in a long time. And I didn't like that. And if they look anything like that, for the guy that's saying that the Titans is not a threat, Derrick Henry will make you eat all of that. Any of that shoulder stuff, any of that foot tackle stuff, he running through all that. And all them highlights that y'all see on TV or whatever, he's going to give you another one of those. The defense cannot play like that. Um, we'll talk about – I guess we talk about it now. Larry Ogunjobi has now been on injured reserve. I don't think it's an Achilles injury. I'm not sure. But that's a huge piece. Now, Josh Tupau is expected to come back. And another thing that really, really bothered me too is that as soon as Hendrickson went down, Derek Carr was – he was pressured – or I believe he had a win rate of 43%. When he went and when Hendrickson went out of the game, it dropped down to 18%, I believe, or even, yeah, something like that. He, no pressure on him, had all the time in the world. Derek Carr didn't make them pay, dink and dunk. I think the game plan was to take away the run. I mean, I'm sorry, to take away the pass. And I think that's a lot why Jacobs, whatever. I think next week you'll see like more safety help from Bond. You'll see more guys in the box step up that are more than capable. And I think that adjustment will be made. But it's going to be a Wouzier and A.J. Brown. The other kid, he had a pretty good game, their third wide receiver. His name escapes mm -hmm. me, too. He's no scrub. He's about Chester like – no, the other dude, he got like a, a hyphen in his name. Somebody in the comments tell me. He 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 can ball. And the reason why I say that is because they're going to have single coverage on that. And if Julio is anything like himself, like that's how they could win. I just can't see A.J. Brown just coming out there and dominating a performance or something like that. But the dude that I'm talking about for the Titans is a lot like Zay Jones. And Zay Jones, yeah, Westbrook, Akeen or something like that. 
He is no scrub. Yeah. So the people around me was like, who's Zay Jones? I'm like, Zay Jones is formidable. Westbrook yeah. is like that too. And it's the same thing that's going to happen this Saturday. He's going to be in single coverage the same way. And it'll be a Zay Jones kind of moment. It's going to be up to Mike Hilton and company to be able to stop them. Because um, when Hendrickson went out, it was just no pass rush whatsoever. So moving forward, I want to talk about a couple of different things in the game that, that really bothered me too on this part. Ultimately, we got the win, and that's the biggest thing. But the more the one thing that really bothered me, and I don't know how it looked on TV, the first play is the Jamar Chase pass. It's like 30 yards. They get to the six-yard line. I don't know how it looks on TV, but at the game, the play is over. We are going to the next play. Like, right. Bengals are about to score a touchdown. They say, oh, no, 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 no. Play didn't count. That was a timeout. That's the first yeah. one. They, they took seven points off the board right there. So, Mr. Raiders. It took a while to even make that decision, too. Right. So, Mr. And, and, the, and somebody next to me was like, does that happen? I said, no. Normally, you get halfway through a play or something like that, and everybody discovers, like, yeah, uh, a whistle was blown. No whistle was blown. Full play plays out. They watch the Bengals have a successful play. We get to the six-yard line. About to score a touchdown. About to, about to go up 21-6, I think, on them. Yeah. They take the play away. We didn't have an unsuccessful third down. Then we had to go and um, we, we then had to go kick a field goal, right? So that's the first one. The next one is later on in the game, what uh, Hendrickson bats the pass down from a Waller screen. Plays over. Their kicking unit is coming out. They said, oh, no, 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 no. The play didn't count. They called a timeout. No whistle blown. So anybody talking to me about calls, you better talk to me nice. Talk to me about that. Start with me right there. That's 14 points I just outlined right there. And I'm telling you how it looked like at the game. There was no whistle, none of that. It was weird. Right. They went into these little huddles and just said, oh, yeah, that play doesn't count. Super weird. Then we come back and we could talk about the pass interference call at the end of the game that was super questionable. We could talk about the, the Nolan Void roughing the passer. The, on that same play I'm talking about, Joey B got a rough in the passer. So they say, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to take it away. But it doesn't take away the fact that you just got a rough in the passer. I got an automatic first down right there. I should have a, I should have a touchdown right there. So, yeah. all right. is it So like, and then let's talk about the Tyler Boyd touchdown. Tyler Boyd touchdown. Play is going, everything's going. Joey B is magic. He's a magician. He is who I said he is. He cooks. He does what Derek Carr can't do. He did what Baker Mayfield can't do. He did what whoever your favorite quarterback can't do. And you mad and you upset. And you want to talk about referees as some type of bailout plan. Bengals fans, when we have a good play, when when our opposition have a good play, we say we have a good, that, that was a good game. When, when Nick Chubb came in here and ran down our throats, what I come on here, I said, man, we got Chubb. Good run, right. Chubb. I ain't talking about right. no holding, none of that stuff. Good game, right? But when we get a good play, Joey B on the sideline, you see the replay, don't step out, none of that. Tyler Boyd about to catch the ball. Then the whistle blows with .25 seconds left. Didn't stop nobody from moving. Didn't stop nobody from covering. You couldn't cover him. I got open, and I scored a touchdown. And you mad, and you're trying to figure out a reason – other than the fact to say the Bengals are good and the Bengals scored a touchdown, and that's what we do every week. And you're lucky we didn't put 40 on you. Like right. the fact that we got 26 yeah. and they really talking like that's like that's a real thing. Like, bro. Right. And then they talk about penalties. Let me tell you about the Raiders. They're the most penalized team in the National Football League team. We are the least penalized team in the NFL. What do you think is going to happen? We're disciplined. Right. You're not. You don't have the coaching that we had, and we beat you fair and square. Shake my hand and walk off the field and get your ass on the plane and get out of here. 
Next. <laughs> that's 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 football. But they that's don't want to give us that. And it's, and it's like that every single week of my life. I got to come on here and explain the losers like this dude in there talking about ba- Baker Mayfield. He's telling us about Baker Mayfield versus Joe Burrow, but he on the Bro. couch. He on the couch. He on the Bro, couch. On the, I don't he care what you on the couch. So we're not even going to talk about that. My bad. All right. Nah, that, that, well, those are some things that happened in the game that really pissed me off during the game for anybody that wants to talk about officiating. Then now the officiating crew is not even allowed to, to officiate another game in the playoffs. So right. that just goes to show you, like, it was messed up. Whether they you feel like they got better calls or whatever, I don't care. I don't know. I didn't right. see none of that stuff. I just outlined for you 14 points right there. You didn't need what, – what, what was it? What was it, 20 – I don't think anybody in the stadium had, heard. Like, I that's the play I broke my phone on. I don't remember bro, hearing they had a whistle or anything. going into the fourth quarter. How you mad at right. the refs? Be mad at your offense. If my team right. scored 13 Be points, mad at Derek the- Carr for throwing an interception. Bro. You still was in position to win the game. You bro, threw an interception. What, what type of football is this in 2022 where people make excuses for teams that fail to step up and rise to the occasion? It ain't my fault Derek Carr ain't Joe Burrow. It ain't my fault he ain't balling. It ain't my fault he had 13 points on the board. Same thing when we played Kansas City. Your boy Pat Mahomes put three points on the board in a, in a whole half, but then we come on here and people tell us about the Bengals not lit. When y'all going to recognize <laughs> that they're really good in the six games that we lost, we, we were really upset at some of those things, but we came on here every week and said, you know what? We lost the game. And it's, it's, and it's funny it's because even when we analyze those games and we sit there and say we, we really should have won those games, they look at you like you got two heads. But if you really go back and look at it, there's so many games and situations where if, let's just say, a field goal is made, we be in Aaron Rodgers, and that's another win on top of some of these things. But you know what we've never done outside of just maybe one game? It's talk about when we've lost, like oh the 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 referees or any of that. Only losers talk about referees after right. the game right. because when at the, bet, the end of the day, you you shouldn't even be in a situation where the refs are going to decide the end of a game. You shouldn't right. even be in that position. So, like Zim said, blame Cowboy, your own Cowboy, team. Cowboys Cowboy waking up today, crying the about refs like- didn't throw that interception at the end of the game. Jermaine Pratt caught it, so Pass. it is what it is. Ben Riley got a $5 Super Chat shout-out from Dave. Glad the curse has been late lifted, and the Super Bowl guys were magnanimous. Now I want my (laughs) Bengals versus the 49ers. Yeah, that's a big one. Rule the playoffs. I I used that one today, but I I just think that that game was really good, and I am really, really happy that we won the game. I don't think that the the game should have been that close. I did want to – At one point, I thought it was going to be like 30 to 14. I was like, this is about to be a blowout. One thing I'm gonna tell y'all: if you get a chance to rewatch the game, I really want you to watch the game, Ace. I I, I do. Um, yeah, I gotta is, watch it. This is really important for you to watch. This is why. This is the difference between us scoring 42 points and 26 points, and this is the dangers of running the football. Right? I I mm-hmm. want to run the football, but you gotta have a rhythm and a feel to the game. Go look mm-hmm. at the four red zone opportunities. I'm about to show you something. The first one, it's a second and goal from the 10. If you run the football, cool. You might not get a touchdown, right? But now what do you say? Joe Burrow, you only have one opportunity to throw into the end zone on third down where Max Crosby now can come 100 miles per hour and come and get you, right? So I didn't Mm -hmm. like that first one. And the reason, and that's very important to note, that that was the first part. I'll give him a pass because at that time, you weren't able to know that the run game wasn't effective at all. 
Right. So that that was that was the first time that they made a, a mistake or whatever. Then they come back again and do it again on the next second down in the red zone. They run the football again. And it's not that you can't run the football, but if you run the football, you have to be effective. And, and this is the difference about when I say ride Joe to the promised land. For most teams, yeah, maybe Derrick Henry would run on second down. When you got a quarterback throwing at 89% at an adjusted completion rate, you, you cannot fear him getting sacked or anything like that. If he got sacked on second, you come back on your third and you still got a shot at the end zone. So two straight red zones, they run on second and long. They get two, three yards, come back third. The, the, the second time it happens, false start, longer third down. Uh, Joe has to throw it, kick another field goal. This is how you get two, this is how you get two field goals instead of a touchdown. Then the third one is where uh, I think this is before the Tyler Boyd or whatever. I think it's the Tyler Boyd one. But they did the same thing. Run again on second down, third down incomplete. But, I mean, they do something on third down to make it four from what or whatever. And then that's where Joe Burrow makes the magic happen and throws it to Tyler Boyd. So Joe Burrow bails them out. They do it again and it, on another second down. And the same thing happens again. At this point, you're running for 2.6 yards of carry. The run right. is not happening. Like, but you're throwing, working, right? but you're throwing at will, and Jamar Chase is unstoppable because everybody's scared to get beat. Him back shoulder is 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 a cheat code. It's easy. Even T. Higgins, after they had the two uh field passes to him, they started playing off of him. So now T. Higgins is open. The fourth right. one, the most important one, is this one. This is the one that will lose you a football game. The very last sequence in the game. Joe, I mean, that the Bengals had the football. Joe Burrow has the football. They uh, have a successful drive or do whatever. They get down to second down again, second and 10 and run again. I think it's Jamar Chase this time. It's a two or three yard run or something like that. Then by you saying that, Zach, you're now telling the team that we're on third down, we're going to throw to the chains because we trust you to make it happen on third down. We're going to do a second down run. So I have to throw to the chains on third down to go get a first down, and I can end the game. It's only two minutes and some change left. I can end the game. Instead, he throws a three-yard pass to Uzama and then pretty much said, Derek Carr, we're going to give you the ball back and let you drive down and come tie this thing up. You do that against uh, Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes, not only will they make you pay for that, they're going to come down and they're going to do a two-point conversion and the game is over. And we're going home sad. And people got on me about Twitter about pointing this out. I have Super Bowl aspirations. And that's the only reason. I'm not being negative or anything like that. That is a huge mistake. You yeah, cannot do that. Right. That's the same mistake that he made in the 49ers game. He ran the ball with P. Ryan on the, on the second or the third and just said, okay, I trust my defense. Cool, you trust your defense. You do that to a really good quarterback. They will make you pay. They will not Derek Carter, I promise you. And that's the scary thing about, like, me seeing that unfold. They didn't have to drive down that field and make it a game like that. All he had to do was throw in a second down, even if it's a short pass to Jamar Chase or even a third down pass to Uzoma. He could have right. do that on second down. Then you right. come back on third down and get it. And people say, well, what if the pass is incomplete? Joe Burrow is throwing at 70-something percent completion rate. Your odds of making passes are now higher than runs. You have the right. hottest quarterback in, in football right now, in AFC and NFC, is now a Cincinnati Bengal. So for you to say that right now is silly. Like, so that, that was my takeaway from that. That's my one 
it's not a knock on that on Zach. That's not all Zach because they they also have to execute on those same run plays that he's calling. But I right. just disagree with running at those spots. That's a field part of the game. If you do that against a really good team like a Pat Mahomes and he gets the ball back, when we went to Kansas City, we didn't give him the ball back. See the difference? If you right. give him the ball back, he going for two. He going to drive the field. Pratt ain't getting no pick, and he going to score. And they going and there's a two point conversion, and you going home sad. I promise you. Don't was, give them. Don't give them that. Was, I think it was one of them where it was like a fourth and one, and we took the field goal instead of the instead of the seven. And I was worried about that, but I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is just that. Like he just feels like Pat Mahomes versus Derek Carr is kind of a different situation. And I think Pratt talked about it. He said he that they had Jimmy picked G. up on that play. Earlier, and there was there was some time before that where uh, it was like a deflection or something like that. But Mike Hilton was going to pick off some from Carr right. earlier in that game, and so yeah, I completely agree with you. If you do that in a situation with an Aaron Rodgers or something like that, um, you he have to watch it. out for something. He, did, like he that. did it. He did it to Jimmy G, and Jimmy G right. made you pay. Right. He, he, he did the, he did the third down run to P Ryan and just took the field goal. Jimmy G came right. down and made you pay. You just right. saw it happen. Like, literally, right. anybody that's making that seem like that's just a small thing, like, no. You got to ride Joe Burrow's arm. That doesn't mean throw the whole football game. But in a spot like that, he right. has to throw the football. But he'll, think about, think about this, too, Jim. Think about this, too, because I heard some people in my section talking about this. Remember when the Raiders could have went for seven, but they just took the field goal? That was a bad decision. I feel like by their coaching staff in that situation as well with, you know, taking the conservative approach and it ended up costing them the game as well. Like a lot of people were like, why are they kicking the field goal right now? They need another, they need 10 points. And so a lot of people were like, they probably should have tried to get their, their seven then because, but if, but if you, you don't think get, about it, if you don't get your seven right there though, the game is, I mean, if you don't get anything, your the game right. is pretty, is over too. That's, it is the, that's the argument. It is over, but at but if they would have got the seven, let's just say hypothetically, then um, at the end of the game, you're not worried about Carr, you know, throwing that interception because you're in a range where you could just kick the field goal to go to OT. So a lot of people in my section, when they decided to do that, a lot of people were scratching their heads like, why aren't they, why aren't they going for this? Right. But yeah, you're right. Those I, I those mean I, situations in situational football, you got to make the right this, decision. This whole concept of coming into a game and saying. We got to run the football. Yes, you have to run the football in every single game. But right. never, ever let running the football be a part of like an ego or like a proven point. Especially in, in the flow of a game. game. You're running 2.8 yards a carry. At some point, you got to say, look, we got to go with what we know and we got to cook. And I know it's, right. it's not traditional because old school football says went up front, run the football, get a couple yards. But Joe Burrow is completing at such a high percentage that his throws are now like runs. Nobody wants to get beat with Jamar Chase. Nobody wants to step up. Like, I'm, I'm like looking at the game like that close. I'm like behind the bench, everybody. Like, I'm right there. Uh, it, you, you can't. You, you just can't. You cannot do that. You can't. If you do that to a good team, you will lose. And then y'all be talking about some stupid curses again. Like, no, you made the same mistake in the Packers game. You made the same mistake in the 49ers game. And you almost did it again. <laughs> like, hello, that's not a curse. Like, wake up. 
Nah, that's facts. That's facts. So let me get to some more of these super chats. One more win, and we in the AFC championship game. Bro, this is so crazy to think about. Who they? That's from LeVar Hollis, a longtime supporter of the show, friend of the show. Iron Man for $10. It's not just smoke, fellas. We should have won. Chicago Jets, San Francisco Green Bay. We are a few plays away right now from being the number one seed, in my opinion. I think we are a couple of O-line away from being Super Bowl contenders. I think we're Super Bowl contenders right now. I don't, I don't but he we Super Bowl contenders right now. So I had to I had to disagree on that one slightly. Um, Huday Dre for $5 says Burrow is playing better than any quarterback in the league, uh, period. This is a special season. Take it. Yeah, they just came out with the stat where he's had like the highest QBR or whatever it is for a five-game stretch um, over, I think, the last person. It might have been Joe Montana. I might have had that incorrect, but like right. it was a long time ago, bro. Joey B is definitely right. playing at an elite level right somebody, now. Somebody said uh, Joe Burrow had a – somebody in the comments, this is one of our ops. He's talking about Joe Burrow had an average game. <laughs> Where had were an you? average game. I, I, look, right. this, this 2022, 2022, tell me you haven't seen the football game. I maybe look at a stat sheet and say, oh, Joe Burrow threw for 244. He threw for 72% pushing the ball down the field. This ain't no Tom Brady dinking dunk down the field five yards – Ben right. Roethlisberger, uh, this dude is throwing 20-yard bombs like at will. Nobody's throwing like that. That's not an average game. He had a, a pro football focus grade of 90. He's right. in the blue. Whoever your favorite quarterback is not in the blue. <laughs> like, 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 we're <laughs> He's doing not this. in the blue. For his last four games, he hasn't thrown a pick. I think, bro, I, I, I don't want to say yeah, that correctly. Yeah, like, up, let's, let's just keep it a buck right, right like, now. What? Joey B is the number one PFF graded quarterback for a reason. Not because PFF is located in Cincinnati. Cut the tape on. Right. Look at the performances. Look at everything going on. Right. Because if you actually saw that game instead of looking at right. a box score, you right. would see some of the throws you, and the you, plays that he made in that you game. Want to know, you, you want to know who had that average game? Derek Carr. Because yeah. Derek Carr didn't take one shot down the field to put himself uh, in harm's way because he was scared to win. And he didn't have the tools in his woodshed to make it happen. That's the epitome of an average game. A quarterback that's not willing to let his nuts hang. Joe Burrow yeah. lets him hang every Sunday, every Saturday, and that's how you win in the NFL. Derek Carr, I, I like Derek Carr, but he didn't do enough on Saturday to go win that football game, and I don't even limit it to the last drive. I knew he was going to drive. Derek Carr is a gamer, but throughout that game, he missed many opportunities. Uh, I, he had guys fell on him, too, because Deshaun Jackson dropped a big third down. So, so it goes both ways, too, but I don't think if you're looking at yards per throw or anything like that – I don't I don't remember a pass that he threw beyond 12 or 14 yards for for real. There's nothing he did. In in contrast, Joe Burrow's pushing down pushing the ball down the field throughout the whole game. The T Higgins drops or whatever the two and then the the, the Jamar Chase underthrow was his only bad throw. The Jamar Chase underthrow one is six. Like after he didn't kill you on every damn back shoulder route the whole entire game, they said, "Okay, yeah, now we're gonna beat you deep." And Joe just missed it by just a hair, and that was the only right. bad throw he had. Derek Carr was flustered, didn't look good the whole time. As long as Hendrickson was out there, even if Hendrickson didn't even get there, he was he was shaky, and I don't know. And Derek Carr is better than that. He played a bad. Right. I didn't think he played a. That's that's the crazy thing about a box score. D Derek Carr ended up with three ten or something like that. He didn't right. play a good game, though. That's what's right. weird about, like, box scores, bro.
Another crazy thing I saw at the game, and I think it's something that you only see if you're there, is you see when, like, Joe was talking to Crosby during the game. It was like he was away from the team and just was sitting there talking to him. Like, Joey B, like, the moxie and just the personality that he has, bro, is just is just different. Um, and a lot of the quarterback position that I've always, like, I feel like people underestimate, it's about how you respond to stuff mentally. A lot of it is mental stuff. More so than, you know, yo, what you're going to, if you have a, a cannon or this and that, your decision making, like how you outsmart people, how you play chess. And Joey B just has that to me on a different level. Like it's like Brady level. It's like Rogers level kind of IQ and situational awareness that he has and intelligence. And it's just different. Right. Um, Aquila the Great, $5 Super Chat. He says that game was more no. than the game. The city feels different. The fan base feels different. Everything feels different. The, the expectations are much higher now. Facts, facts. Uh, we got another one in here saying, preach, say it for the people in the back. I'm not even sure what that was in reaction to. I'm pretty sure it was when Zim was, was spitting that fire. Um, so we just going to say, <laughs> well, good, a lot of talk it up to that. You know, I was telling you one day, I said, man, I don't really have takes. Like this right. whole thing, I don't have takes and I don't have content. This right. is from my soul bro like because something is like god has put me here to illustrate what is it going to take to win football games for this for this Bengals community and i'm not always right you know like a lot of this is like let me hurry up and go get me a john ross because i need speed you know like i'm i'm wrong a lot you know but sometimes when i when i when i know in my heart of hearts like i'm right i just say what i feel and so it's not a take this is a promise to you if they do that in this game coming up, the only thing that saved them, I'm going to say this too, Josh Jacobs ran the ball effectively. If the Bengals ran the ball like that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have a problem with any of those second down I'll runs. say this though. I feel like you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said the Bengals weren't expecting that because the Raiders don't really run like that. So, yeah, we'll, well give you well, those yes, no, The last four games, he had been. Right. That's what that's what stepped up. He had the bruised wrist, but he stepped up in the Josh last. Jacobs is an amazing player, but I think they probably were like, like going into this Tennessee game, right? I don't think they're gonna be like, let's not contain the run. Like they probably were more so worried about them pushing the ball down the field in the passing game. But against Tennessee, I feel like it's gonna be the opposite. They're not worried about Tannehill killing them through the air. They worried about trying to stop Derrick Henry. Right. And so I don't know if that was. You know, just the game plan because I feel like that would be sweet. That would if be you're looking sweet. at it from that standpoint. Like the Raiders usually pass, so it's like I'm thinking about Darren Waller. I'm thinking about all of their passing weapons, Renfro, and all of that because the Raiders had had for the majority of the season. If you look at it, it's right. got to be like a sixty or seventy pass to run ratio. So I think they did catch them slipping. But you're right; they can't allow that to happen. Um, next week when they play him. I'm going to tell you this. This is what I'm saying. If Josh Jacobs, the last three, four games, he had been running effectively. The only thing that stopped them is that we changed their game plan. He ran for, I want to say like 6.2 yards a carry or something, right? Yeah. But the only thing that messed them up is that they were always playing back from two score score possessions. If you're down like that, just like we did Derrick Henry last year, Derrick Henry ran over 100 yards last year, but it didn't matter. He was down by too many points. The one thing that the Titans will do, they don't care if he runs for two yards. The other kid, Hillier, is going – because somebody said, y'all don't watch Titans. No, my best friend is the head athletic trainer for the Tennessee Titans. I watch the Titans a lot. 
Hilliard balled out last week too in um, against the Texas game. So don't think I ain't see that game too because we got a lot to talk about this week. But they're going to always say that's one of the few teams in the NFL that will say, yeah, we are going to run the football. And we know that if we run 30-plus times, guaranteed we're running for 150 team, 150 plus as a team. But what happens is if you get them down two possessions, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. What, and that's why I'm not and that's scared what going to Josh, into this game. That's and what that's happened to Josh Jacobs. That's what happened to Josh Jacobs. If, if that game was close and they was running like that, I would have been a little bit more afraid. But I felt really good because right. I knew that Derek Carr wasn't pushing the ball down the field. The difference is Tannehill throughout most of the year has been super solid. But like you pointed out in the playoffs, I'd rather make him throw and I will sell out hard. And then what they'll say, oh, yeah, A.J. Brown. Okay, let's go to the A.J. Brown games that where he went off. Those are games where he just manhandled, jump balled up dudes or whatever. We got Trey right. Flowers of the Worlds that can kind of – I think a has got to go one on one. We we'll talk about the Titans. I think I think, I think, I think, I think we yeah, I think Cheeto one on one, but I think Cheeto one on one. But I I thought Flowers in the last couple of games has been very instrumental against Kelsey and Waller. So when you talk about bigger body guys, I like Trey Flowers in bracket right. coverages in assistance to Eli Apple. So I can take out a Julio or a Woozie mm-hmm. with AJ Brown. But that's why I keyed in on the other the other dude. Uh, right. the, the guy that I just forgot his name hey, too. Was this, this is this is my thing when I when we because he's going to have a one on one bit about that too. If he's got to beat you in this game and AJ Brown's on lock, he can have whatever he wants. Like honestly, like I'm gonna just keep it a buck. Like if he AJ Brown is the one that gets all of the targets, he's got a hundred targets. The next guy that's closer to him, which is that guy you're talking about, he only has 53 targets in the entire offense. So if you take AJ Brown out of this whole game. I would let Julio and them get whatever they want. But here's the other thing. If we want to talk about takes, I've been saying this the whole time. This And this is something that I believe in. This is going to be Joe Burrow versus Andy Dalton. That is the type of player that Ryan Tannehill is. He's going to do amazing in the regular season. But at the end of the day, when you get him in the playoffs, you got to have all of these things in place for him to be able to be effective. He's got to play with a lead. He's got to be able to rely on his run game once he gets that lead. He's got to try to play mistake-free football, and he can't get into a shootout with anybody. You've seen that with Ryan Tannehill. We've seen that with Andy Dalton. And this is the thing with the Bengals that's different. We can talk about A.J. Brown, this and that, and all of that. Yeah, he's missed some games, but the dude only had 800 yards. I got a rookie by the name of Jamar Chase that, what, just set the record? To me, him and A.J. Brown are on the same level. So what are you saying to me? We talk like about this other like dude. We, talk about, we, we can talk about Julio Jones. Much respect to Julio Jones. Right now at his age, I'm taking T. Higgins over Julio Jones. And then we get to your third receiver. I don't even know what his name is. He's a great player. I'm not hating on him. He only had 400 yards. But guess what? My third receiver had 900 yards and Tyler Boyd, and he's an established veteran that right. can kill you all over the middle. And here's we, the other thing. We do this every The Titans, week. y'all have a great run defense, right? That's cool. We don't have to run on y'all because we got the Migos. And your pass defense isn't as good as your run defense. And guess what? We also are one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. So, yeah, you can do yeah. your whole run thing. And then yeah. two players, Jamar Chase is already down the field for a touchdown don't just let, like that. And I that's think why I feel cool. like we, we can take it to them. 
They, you can they, take and it to they, them. They, that, that's the one thing I do like the fact that that game got tighter with that Raiders game. But I right. outlined for everybody that's the difference between us scoring 40 something like when we played the Steelers, Ravens. Go look at our scores because there's some people that's in here that's probably thinking like that I, I think are Titans fans or they're just ops from Browns or whatever. Go look at when we win. We win, we 40 boys up, we 40 yeah. you up. Like oh, we're yeah. not, we're not. I don't know what they told you about on Sports Center. We forty people up every week. We're not the and, Texans. We're and, not and, the Texans. You don't have like, to bring. They be like, yeah. They be like, yeah. Y'all lost to the Jets. Yeah, we put thirty something on them in the process, even in our right. losses. So like, whatever y'all thinking, y'all seen, you ain't seen Joe Burrow. And I know it's crazy to say because this is really his first official year. You. Right. This is another thing. People got. Let's congratulate this. Let's celebrate the fact that. This is Jamar Chase's first game first. in the playoffs. Right. This is Joe Burrow's first game in the playoffs. Go as much as I love Ocho Cinco, as much as I love AJ Green, you know that's the GOAT for life or whatever. Facts. They ain't come out first game like that. And if that's the first game and, and, and T. Higgins didn't even get heated up, whoo. T. Higgins didn't even because Titans, Titans, y'all had a hard time with the Steelers. I seen your games. I seen some stuff that happened to y'all throughout this year or whatever. We ain't really had no hard time on none of our losses. The only team that blew us out was the Browns, and I'll take that on the chin. We made some mistakes earlier. They beat us. Right. Show me somebody else that whooped us. Y'all got whooped by the Chiefs. I mean, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They whooped Chiefs, but they got yeah. – uh, they 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 got – they took some beatings earlier in the, in the season or whatever. So all, all I know is this. Yeah, and the Jets beat the Titans. I'm tripping. Uh, but 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 aside from that, it's not even really about that. For me, it's about if we're balanced and we could run more effectively in this game, it's gonna go a long way. Now I can't in this game, bro. I'm gonna tell you that I don't even want to run with them being a top five run defense. I don't even want to run in this game because I'm gonna I'm kill a, them again I'm, in the I'm, air. I'm a, this is the one thing that makes me excited about the game. Now, Jeffrey Simmons is not a household name for the average fan. Right. Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best Elite. three tech Elite. in the entire National Football League. But we saw right. Chris Jones like that a couple of weeks ago. Joey B, he got one or two sacks on Joey B, and that's going to happen. So up the middle, I don't like the pressure, but Joey's moving so good in the pocket right now. People talked about Bud Dupree. He's as old as a dinosaur. They don't, don't worry about him. Worry about Harold Landry. Yeah, Landry. I'm gonna I'm I'm get y'all hip to people all week because I don't <laughs> I watch the Titans, so but I know, you know but, but but if you get up you on this, the Titans, man. if you get up on the Titans, bro, I promise you, I was telling my man this they've never seen Joey B. You cannot look at the box score on him, bro. Like if it's you important, if it's that. any important throw, like how he hit Tyler Boyd in the back of the end zone, he does right. that every week. Any Titan fan that think it's a game, go watch the 49ers game. The coach. The same thing I'm saying that they ran in overtime and gave them that game or whatever. Same thing in the Packers game. I cooked right. Aaron Rodgers up too. Go look at our games. Like, if you think that Tannehill ain't about to go eat, Tannehill going to have to work. You want to win. You, I, Derrick Henry, Hall of Famer. But Tannehill, we're going to put you to work, Tannehill. If you somebody in the uh, comments said, oh, he's not Andy Dalton, show me. Boy, all I want to know is, I told you, and Zen, we talked about this before the playoffs started. I was already not trying to say I was looking ahead to round two, but I was just looking at that path of playing the Raiders. Like, okay, if we beat the Raiders, then we go and play the Titans or whatever. And I was talking to you about them. The other thing is, Janoris Jenkins against T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Do they really think that that's about to, like, that's, that's your man that got the most, that got the most snaps? 
bro, every but you know they tell us that every week though. Don't you understand? Like everybody over my everybody, and I love Janoris Jenkins. I love bro, Janoris everybody Jenkins. tells us every the last couple seasons. Everybody comes on here every week when we get a couple fans from another team or on Twitter or something. Don't they always say, "Man, I don't know about it. Our secondary is pretty." You don't got three corners. You don't. You don't have you three don't. for these guys. So you got to score. Three like, if Marlon Humphrey, friend. if he put 200 on Marlon Humphrey, what you think he going to do against? What you think he going to do? What you think he going to do against Janoris? I don't – he could change his name to Bro. Jack Rabbit. It's still Janoris Jenkins. Bro, we done cooked up Patrick Peterson. I done, We done sent people into retirement, all that. I don't know where all these people were. So if you thought right. your secondary was legit, I promise you, go tell your friends you got to score points. You're not going to – like I watched y'all Texans game. Y'all play all y'all starters. You play all your starters, and you still almost lost. If you come out there and play like that, and 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 you think that you know who killed them in that game, Danny Amendola. Do you know what Tyler Boyd is? The Danny Amendola in the slot. I will work you. I will work you all up and down that field. Tyler Boyd will have one fifty if you think you're gonna play like that with us. Like you right. better respect us the same way we respecting you. We showing us right. love and saying y'all got some ball players. They if somebody in here talking or you thinking that it's not going to be smoked with us or whatever, the Bengals come out here every week and everybody says the same thing. Our secondary is pretty good. We're legit. That we'll be fine. And they get cooked every single time. And the only games that they don't get cooked, Mixon ran for like 130, 150. Like those and people think that they're gonna come out and they they take the defense for granted. And if you've been watching us, you know what's been going on. When the offense was inconsistent, the defense was on the field majority of the time. So the defense will have stops. It's just that the offense will come out and punt and stuff like that, or we'd have a turnover and stuff like that. But when they both clicking on, on all cylinders, Facts. oh, it's over. Go and watch that think, Chargers game. Go watch the Chargers game. We made mistakes early. Get put ourselves in a twenty-two point hole. Came Facts. back and scorched them up. And had, right. and had and had uh Herbert shook. What you think Tannehill about to do? So go what? tell your friends you better score some points. We not playing around. This is Joey B time. I didn't come here for no playoff win. I can't here for a Super Bowl for a Super after Bowl. wrestling. But I'm taking it one game at a time, and you in the way. And right. all that all that stuff they talking about, like oh yeah, like man, the Titans score or whatever. Like all right, bet. Well, we score right. too. Right. That's all I'm saying. Oh, let's go. Let's game. go into the, now. This is a recipe for the Titans too. Ogan Joby's out, season in the IR, major blow. Right. Um, Josh Tupau is scheduled to come back. Trey Hendrickson should be out of concussion protocol. At the game, I don't know if you saw this. I told people on Twitter. I was saying this. Trey Hendrickson was holding his back the whole entire time on his last series before he went out. I was sitting right behind him. He was the last person to walk off the field. He was holding his lower back. He went to the bench, he said a prayer, and I never saw him again for the rest of the thing. So I'm hoping it's just concussion protocol stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was the last time that I saw him. Um, but hopefully we can get back. It, it sucks that the game is on Saturday because if it was mm-hmm. on Sunday, it almost be a 100% chance I think he'd be out of it. No, nah, that's facts. I'm We're going to get through some of these Super Chats, and then we're going to wrap up. But we appreciate all the love. Please be sure to subscribe to Zim Huda's YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to New Stripe City as well with my channel. Make sure that you follow Zim on Instagram at Zim underscore Huda. You can follow me at New Stripe City. Uh, if you're looking for Migo shirts, if you're looking for a whole lot of orange, you can find a whole lot of orange. Um, and all of Zim's t-shirts on ZimHuday.com. You can find my t-shirts with the Trace Migos on NewStripeCity.com. I know people are putting in orders. We caught back up. It should be good, but you got to get it in and you got to act fast uh, because OTO Supply is looking out for us. And then also, 
Midwest Best Barbecue is looking out for us. And Zim, you stopped by this past weekend. Just talk a little bit about your experience there. Man, I'm going to tell you this. I walked away. I ate like a king. Uh, the owner, Tim, and his wife, Nicole, amazing, beautiful couple. I love Midwest Best Barbecue. And I'm saying this from my heart. This has This is just straight up. Best chicken wings I've ever had in my life. Some of the best brisket I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the realest thing, and I told my wife this when I left this. I said, there's nowhere in my city where I could order chicken wings that go onto, like, the, the parchment paper. You know, mm -hmm. like, the, that little plate, the clear paper. You sit the wings and stuff, and you pick it up, and you be like, oh, all this grease. It's so clean. Everything is cooked so clean, and everything is just, like, the, the string beans is, like, Thanksgiving, bro. Like, everything is lit. Please do your, yourself a favor and go to Midwest Barbecue. This week coming up, because everybody's going to be ordering food, get your tailgate packages and stuff like that early, too. You could call in, place it, pre-order it. They'll have everything ready for you. But on that Sunday, it's going to be so crowded. They ran out of wings. Yeah, on this they got the Uno now, too, the Louisiana driver. Bro, I just came back and ate. I ate it. Uh, I had my little bit of leftovers or whatever. I ate it for breakfast when I came back off the plane. I'm talking about, bro, I swear to goodness, I got to call them like, we got to get one of them joints here. I, if y'all don't know, I'm in D.C. I know it's a lot of our ops in here today, which is amazing. I appreciate y'all supporting. Make sure all of our ops, even if you've never seen us before, please make sure you give us a thumbs up. Please make sure you comment on all of our YouTube posts. And this thing ends. I know you guys are active in the chat. Please make sure y'all comment on the page. Just say who they, say anything. But make sure, new, like A said, newstripecity.com. Zimhude.com and please make sure you comment and like um on and subscribe to the YouTube because we we're gonna have some good stuff for you this week though. We're gonna go in, we're gonna break down some Titan stuff. We're gonna go into Jeffrey Simmons. I already got some plays cut up. Very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yes. Nothing to play around with. Any guy that's talking about offensive line, Bengals need to get offensive line. Jeffrey Simmons will make you feel like that time is a hundred after that, you know, <laughs> after you see him. So he's a force. Right. Uh, so wrapping up with the Super Chats, Ben Riley for $5 says, never interrupt your opponent when you see them make a mistake. That's from Sun Tzu, The Art of War. I do own that book as well. The Blue Leaper for $5. Those runs are a concern, especially starting a drive with a run. I don't like them using Chase in a mock running back play. That's way too risky. So I actually kind of like that. I like that when they throw the, the I like it in the playoffs. Chase. I like it in the playoffs. It, I don't know if you saw his press conference. He said, man, it is a little different getting hit by linebackers. <laughs> did you <laughs> he did, that? He did say that. But, you know, it, it, it's effective and it's go time. I watched the Cowboys yesterday. They had C.D. Lamb returning kicks and everything like that. It's go time. It's either yeah. when you win or you go home. And I ain't got no time to be scared about injuries or what you think and whatever. If, it's, if that run work, that, that fourth down run, that right. toss to the chase, beautiful. Right. Beautiful play call. Um, Diddy, our man Diddy for $2 says, who they fellas think they'll offer me a tryout? I think he's saying because the Bengals are low on uh, on uh, defensive tackles. And then he's also got a follow-up and says, for $2, the Kareem penalty was a joke as well. I agree. I definitely agree. Charles Simmons says, great win and, a, and great meeting you, Zim. Whole lot of Migos. Yes, sir. Hey, another thing that we're going to be doing a lot, too, if you guys are on Twitter, we're going to do a lot more Twitter spaces, too. Whole lot of Migos Twitter spaces that we're about to start doing a lot more. I did one this past week, and Ace joined in about halfway mark. I thought it went a little longer or whatever, but it's a really cool thing. If you have Twitter, come and check us out. I'm going to tweet out, like, different links on, like, when we do this. But those give 
fans and everybody a chance to talk inside of there and we'll uh get those going too yeah, facts. Who that Dre for five dollars? Burrow's fire. Too many weapons. Titans gonna focus on Uno and T gonna go off. It's too much. Henry can't keep up with them and attract meet with the Migos. Exactly. Uh, Iron Man said to be clear, fam. We definitely are Super Bowl contenders now. I'm just saying we sure up a few offensive line positions. It's over for the league. We reduce. Oh, facts. We reduce the sacks. It's fifty plus. Yeah, facts. it could be a dynasty if we. Yeah, if right. we get the line. And I always told them that if they right. ever get the line for Joe Burrow, right, it's it's a wrap. But we got we, we, we got to do it now. We, we got the we we for sure. I'm focused on Saturday, but that is a facts. great point. This all season, it's a wrap. Any right. anybody telling you anything different? Like, oh, this is a drop in the pan. They haven't seen Joe Burrow play, and they probably only saw it like maybe like a Browns fan, and you know we we didn't win the game, right? And then Joe right. Burrow didn't play the second time. But if you right. watch them, especially that 49ers game, you know right. he's unstoppable with the offensive line. Whoo! Yes, sir. It's nasty. Kyle McIntosh, dude. First off, who day all day every day. Second, Zim. That was me up in the club yelling at you. Lastly. We shut the Titans down last year. Their fans keep making excuses. I saw Zim that too. When Zim first hit me, I said, we whooped them last year or we beat them last year and we got way more weapons now. We're a way better team than we was last year. Right. Uh, Diddy says, happy for Geo. First playoff win. Hope uh, AJ gets one. Yeah, so shout out to AJ Green tonight. Yeah, Good luck to him. Sure. Definitely the GOAT. They're capable of it. I wish they, had, I wish they had D-Hop. I, I, it'd be a lot. But you know, right? Facts, facts. Well, thank you guys for coming out and supporting the Orange is the New Black podcast. And of course, Zim, we got to end this with a yes, Sirski. Thirty-one years later. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball it had a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school. 